And good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Race Time Radio, all live tonight on RacetimeRadio.com and, of course, on Sirius XM Channel 167. So, so glad you could tune in tonight as well on our YouTube channel. Uh, just give Race Time Radio a little search there and you'll find us. Don't forget to hit that subscribe. We surely do appreciate it. But you'll be able to watch the whole festivities here tonight. And back in the studio, let's welcome him back. Junior, you're back. How's the Twinkle Toes doing there, bud? I'm back. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, uh, it, you know, I still got a little bit of a hitch in my giddy up. <laughs> uh, still got a little limp going on, a little bit of pain, but uh, uh, we're doing a heck of a lot better than where we were. Well, so, you're looking I mean, good, too. Uh, that's, all, that's all we can ask for, right? That's we can, it. We can get around now. So, uh, yeah. yeah, no, it was, uh, that was a rough one, man. That's, uh uh, you know, ankle pain. Uh, mm. She's uh, no fun. But uh, no. hey, I'm, I'm just. I want to make sure that you got the lights attached this oh, week. They are bolted in. I know. I know. You know. Just. I just want to make sure that you're not going to throw any fast ones here. Probably just, lucky I'm your foot. Yeah, I lucky know. your foot happened because you would have had a headache. Maybe we better put you in a helmet over there, no, like back good. in the day when you used to stack wood. Or you used to have to put a bike helmet on you because you kept whacking your head off the roof. I just, I, I just don't want to get hit with an LED bar of light. No, no, that would never happen. Hey, I'm glad you're back in here. I'll yeah, tell absolutely. you that. Uh, let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. We have got a dandy lined up for you. Of course, right on the doorstep of speed weeks all going to happen at the short tracks whether it be volusia county speedway on dirt or new smyrna speedway the 57th annual world series of asphalt stock car racing and right up to daytona and of course we got nascar cup cars back on the track today uh we'll get to all of that happening uh in just a bit but uh coming up on the show tonight we will have our yearly discussion with Joe Wells, competition director and director overall now, I do believe, in ARCA. ARCA presented by Menard Series. They're getting ready to go for uh, their yearly 200 at Daytona. And, man, this is going to be a good one. Always love checking in with Joe Wells there, Jr. He's always a wealth of information. Yeah, he is, for sure. And we've had him on the program every single year, uh, right before the Lucas Oil Slick Miss 200 don't know what the name of it is this year. It it's isn't, not, it isn't Lucas Luke Oil. Oil. No. Yeah. No. I, well, looking at the schedule, it doesn't say that yet. Maybe. maybe yeah. Maybe no, but still it, time. it usually is the Lucas Oil 200 in one way or another, whether it be Slick <laughs> Mist or, you know, it's been, there's been a bunch of different variations. But uh, uh, the 200 lap or the 200 mile uh, uh, ARCA race at Daytona, uh, Joe, he always does a good job at, at spotlighting it. Mm. And he always does a pretty good you know, he, he kind of looks into a crystal ball a little bit. He's told us, you know, what the drafting package, what we can expect, uh, you know, just based on uh, the uh, the preseason testing. And it seems like year after year, uh, there's subtle differences within ARCA. You know, there's mm -hmm. been years where they suck up really good and they can pack up. There's been other years where you got to paint the yellow line and, and uh, get single file as fast as possible. Um, but, uh, you know, Joe does a good job at kind of, 
you know, previewing that for us and what to watch for. And, and, and uh, you know, obviously he's a wealth of inf- information about all of ARCA, not just Daytona, but uh, uh, always a great time to catch up with him. Yeah, and we're going to do that tonight. Joe is going to join us right around that 725 mark if you're tuned in live tonight uh, on Sunday nights, of course. Uh, we'll also hear... In hour number two, from San Fellows, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. And, of course, NASCAR Pindy's driver. There is a slash whenever you say San Fellows. Does both. He drives in the NASCAR Pindy series. He's also an integral part at CTMP. And they released their schedule. Did you have a look at the CT- CTMP schedule, Junior? I, I didn't take a look at it, the overall schedule. I, I obviously seen the NASCAR Pinty Series portion, and I've right. seen a couple of the other uh, series trickle out, uh, uh, you know, overall. But, uh, uh, you know, by all accounts, um, a, a great schedule. I can guarantee that mm. um, just based on, on the series that I know that we're going to see there. Um, no real surprises to me, you know, uh, um, uh, that I've seen so far and, and the order that I've heard so far, I know that I haven't, you know, studied the schedule, but, uh, um, you know, there, there hasn't been any, you know, large scale surprises. Um, just once again, uh, it's going to be a great year up at CTMP and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get a good, uh, a good look at, at what they've got planned, uh, talking to Sam and, you know, it'll be interesting to see as well. Um, he's been progressing with that career on the driving side. Oh, and, yeah. And, and really, he's came a long way in a short period of time uh, in the Penny Series. And, and I look forward to uh, to hearing from Sam and, and what he's working on, um, both on and off the track. Yeah, going to be interesting. We'll catch up with Sammy here tonight. Also going to hear from a guy that's getting ready to go and do some more RS1 Cup Series racing out in British Columbia Cameron Haley, driver of the number 42, cabinets by Haley. I believe it is a Chevrolet. I could be wrong on that. I know it switched last year. Uh, Cameron jumped into RS1 Cup racing. Uh, We hadn't seen or heard of Cameron Haley in a couple of years since his truck days. And then all of a sudden, presto, Cameron appears on the West Coast. Actually, I think his first race out was Saskatchewan at uh, Southern Automotive Speedway is where we got the 42 car. Um, and, and then every single race after that, we seen Cameron Haley behind the wheel of the 42 car. It sounds like he's back in the car again for 2023. Looking forward to catching up with Cameron. He's got a storied career in racing, Junior. I think all the way back to when Sue and I went out to cover uh, the NASCAR Canadian Tire Series back in the day, out to Edmonton. We seen the stuff through the daytime, and I said to Sue, come on, we got to take a rip out. Edmonton International Raceway can't be that far away from downtown Edmonton, where we were located, and uh, Wetaskiwin is where the speedway is, just outside Edmonton. Sue and I took a rip out, got to meet a pile of really good people, and that particular night that we were there, we got introduced to a, I believe he was 12 or 13 years of age, uh, out running a baby grand and the late model that night and uh, winning every time he got in the race car. It was a young Cameron Haley back in the day. And, uh, of course, we followed Cameron all the way through. Uh, not only in his late model days, he would run all the big races on the West Coast and do real well, if not win. Uh, down to Yakima. I know they shiver every time you say the word Cameron Haley. Uh, he would go down there, down stateside and win. 
um, and then on into his NASCAR. Back then, it was the Camping World Truck Series. This year, it's the Craftsman Truck Series. Uh, watching Cameron do that. Oh, I might add, he also did real good. He's a winner at Daytona. Yeah. He won the Battle at the Beach uh, back in the day. What was that, 2011 or 2012? I've got it right over your shoulder there somewhere. At least I did have had the actual uh, little card right from Daytona. Uh, But Cameron Haley won that at Daytona. Uh, So needless to say, Cameron has had a great career. And uh, it continues now in RS1 Cup cup competition. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, he's uh, he's been there, done that. He's, he's worked with some really big teams. You know, you think about the teams that, that he got a chance to drive for. Uh, Turner Motorsports was, you know, one of those teams that was a superpower for a short period of time and uh, uh, got to work with some really good people. Um, obviously got, you know, the, the chance to drive uh, for Thor Sport uh, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, various other teams as well. And, uh, you know, he ran some time in, in the K&N series, ran a lot of races in the K&N series. Um, and, did uh, a bunch of winning there, did too. Did a bunch of winning there as well, yeah. yeah. You know, I think back to some of the, the memorable ones, Greenville Pickens Speedway and and uh, a handful of others that uh, uh, really he put a, a, a wax in on the field. And, and uh, when you look at, uh, you know, the, the situation, he was running against guys like Jeb Burton and, uh, you know, guys that are, are fixtures now in the cup series. So, um, just a, a, a great guy. He, he put the numbers up and, uh, you know, it's cool to see him in a Canadian series up here. Yeah, sure is. We will hear from Cameron Haley tonight in our number two, uh, some housekeeping. we got to take care of here. Uh, listen, heard uh, late in the week, uh, our brethren at Sirius NASCAR radio, chocolate Myers, uh, chocolate's been a good friend for a lot of years. Uh, chocolate, has uh, has cancer, and uh, he's going to go into the big fight. And uh, I, I know Chocolate, he's going to win that fight. He's very positive. Um, read some comments and stuff online, and uh, our, just our thoughts are with Chocolate Myers and his family. Uh, know what it's like. Been there, done it. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you what, Chocolate is, uh, he's, he's got a fight in front of him. But you got to know, Chocolate Myers is no quitter on anything. Uh, he never has been, never will be. And uh, just our thoughts are with Chuck. He's a good dude, Junior. Good dude. You've been there, done that. You didn't get a T-shirt, though. No. You didn't get a T-shirt from that one. You should get a T-shirt for that. Yeah. We should get a T-shirt. I, but, man, what a... Uh, I wouldn't want to put I beat it. No. I wouldn't want it. to do that because <laughs> my luck is to turn around and come back and get me again. Yeah, exactly. I just but, got a zero scan, and that's good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Chocolate Meyer is such a great, such a great dude, and um, you know he's uh, he is definitely a fighter. He's one of those uh, he's one of those guys that uh, you put a goal in front of him, and he's going to go get it. So, um, yeah, no, it's uh, definitely thoughts and prayers are are with him, and and uh, you know obviously the support of the entire you, you can't ask for a more fan favorite. <laughs> the the yes. support is going to be there for him, and uh, you know definitely uh, the the fans will. We'll rally together and uh, and support them. So I heard a really good piece Chocolate did, uh, and, and I've seen it on social media. Uh, and just go to Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. I believe they have everything posted up there. Uh, but it was a good piece. Chocolate says in his own words uh, that, you know, uh, he is going to be at his desk at Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. 
for whatever time, whatever time uh, he, he's scheduled to be there. If he doesn't have a doctor's appointment or treatments or what have you, uh, you can count on Chocolate Myers to be there. Also at the Richard Childress Museum, where he is a fixture and at the museum every day. When you were down in North Carolina, did you take a trip over to RCR? <laughs> so I, I made numerous trips. So I worked with LFR and um, Levine Family Racing. And uh, when you're the office guy and you're not dirty, uh, you get the keys thrown at you. And, and when you're partnered with RCR, uh, somebody's got to make the trip up there, whether it be to pick up a set of headers or, or pick up a new partner piece that just came off the CNC machine that they need yesterday. Um, uh, so I would get the keys thrown at me on the regular. Yeah. Go up to RCR, go up to the compound, pick it up. It'll be at door six or wherever. Right. I have been to RCR probably, I'm going to say, 40 times. <laughs> Yeah. I've never got out of the truck. Oh, really? Never walked inside the shop. They had it ready. They had it ready. There you uh, go. It was always like, like got out of the truck, but never got like in past the museum, the, past the doors. <laughs> um, it's uh, it was funny that uh, it was just always that way, right? It, it was. Uh, um, I, I've been to in in Colleg, which is on the on the the property. Right. Been inside Colleg numerous times, uh, uh, and then I've been in like the engine shop for ECR. Uh, numerous times, DEI, uh, but but never walked through the doors at RCR, which uh, is funny because you know obviously working for LFR and and being so tightly affiliated with RCR uh, for that period of time, right? Um, it was uh, it was pretty comical, but uh, yeah, I've uh, I've picked up cars that were RCR cars and brought them to LFR. Uh, but, uh, yep, never, uh, never went through the door, never went through the door, but, uh, uh, a, a great place. Nonetheless, when you, when you pull up to the place, it's, it's pretty intimidating because it's such a huge part of the sport and, yeah, well, yeah. and, and such a huge compound. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, it's funny that, uh, you, you bring that up. I've never, never actually walked into the fab shop or, or like onto the floor of the, mm -hmm. of the RCR shop, but, uh, I wish I would have went into whether it be the museum or, or, or into the shop itself. But, uh, uh, yeah, no, definitely a cool place. Well, one of these days, maybe. One of these <laughs> one days. Of these I've days. never been there. But one of these days, I'm going to make the trip to Welcome North Carolina and take my trip through the uh, RCR shop and uh, look forward to seeing Chocolate Myers. When I'm there, uh, it, it's always a good time. Choc we had a lot of fun with Chocolate out on Canada's East Coast at the IWK 250. One year, he came out representing the channel and uh, joined us all out there, signed a pile of autographs, and uh, what a talented dude. Uh, love chocolate. Uh, listen, the 36 car, Gary Elliott. You heard us talking about this before Christmas. We got our cars. We got our cars here in the Race Time Radio studio. And I got to tell you, with it in hand, uh, this commemorative car, 50 years with Quaker State. Gary has been with Quaker State he wanted to do something special. No one activates sponsorship like Gary Elliott, I'll tell you. Uh, he goes out and does show upon show. Uh, see him at the local Walmart out east. Uh, I've seen him everywhere. Uh, but Gary has put the, the, these cars. He uh, ordered 700 of them uh, in little text messages that I've had with Gary over the last few days. He's got maybe 100 of them left. He wanted to have some left. So when he goes racing this year, he can sell them to the fans at the racetrack. Uh, he's got a full season planned. Uh, but you can get one of these. If you want one of these die-cast cars, 
and you're a collector, trust me, you need one of these race cars. This isn't the plastic kind. This is all metal. The hood opens up. The trunk lid opens up. Um, it, it, you flip it upside down. I've seen the, uh, the roof vents even deploy on the car. So a beautiful job, excellent quality, and uh, they are all numbered. So uh, I know I got our boxes signed. I got Junior one. I got myself one. And Gary shipped us one more that we're going to do a contest with. And you're going to want to stay tuned to Race Time Radio because we will do that contest. But it isn't going to be just a, a simple little text in and that's going to be it. We are going to develop a really cool contest because I'll tell you what, this is one of the coolest pieces that we've ever contested out. And uh, really looking forward to doing a good job. Gary Elliott does a dynamite job on that East Coast. He did it in Ontario when he lived here for the last, I don't know, 50 years or 45 years uh, doing another great job on Canada's East Coast in the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour is where you can see Gary throughout the course of this coming season. Uh, but if you want one of them, you can contact Gary Elliott on Facebook. If you have trouble getting a hold of him, contact me, joe at com, and I will definitely get you in direct contact with Gary. you got to get one of these cars before they're all gone because when they are all gone, that's going to do it. Uh, and you will really own a piece of Canadian motorsports uh, history with this number 36 car. Wanted to bring you up to speed on that. Pretty happy we got ours in the studio here. Junior, uh, a lot of the short track schedules from up this way are all being released. Um, seeing some conflict, seeing some stuff overlapping. $10,000 to win show here, and you got same division scattered uh, over here and running. I don't know why that keeps happening. Is it guys not working together? What's the deal? How come it's like that? Yeah, I think this year is more than we've seen in the past in the past five years. You know, obviously through the pandemic, everybody kind of worked together, you know, because you couldn't have any fans. Uh, there, it was a lot different circumstance uh, through the pandemic. So you can't really gauge that. You know, everybody mm. kind of pulled on the rope in the same direction. They were forced to. But when you look at the amount of conflicts this year, um, there's definitely a lot of them. And it's not just one division or, or the other. Um, there's a lot of conflicts that that could grow into something way worse. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, That's what I'm seeing, too. And, and you know, they, they did such a good job of getting you know, the, the super stocks under the same rule book, right? Finally. That was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. That was that was a monster deal uh, before the pandemic. And, you know, everything was kind of trending the right direction for a while. And it seems like in Ontario racing, history just continues to repeat itself. They, they can't help but smack themselves in the finger with the hammer, uh, you know, <laughs> eventually. Yeah. They can go, they can, they can put half the roof on, but they're going to smash their finger with, with, one swing of the hammer yeah. guaranteed these three tracks work together and leave this one out and then all of a sudden the next it's, year those four tracks are working together well this guy gets left out i don't know why it continues to happen it makes good sense to work all together schedule stuff and me at my track i'm gonna have a super event because i know this class is not going to be running anywhere else yeah. and let's build this into an event now, the next time it comes around, well, it's going to be at your track. And we are all going to help ma- build the momentum for it. Yeah. It, 
you know, it's uh, it's funny because it's you know when you look at every industry out there, you know, every company that's on the face of the planet has got a competitor, and and they probably have numerous competitors. Yeah. Right. It doesn't matter what it is, and and laws depict that that you're gonna have competition. And and competition is healthy with everything sure it is. in 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 every capacity. But with every one of those industries, there's an association. And and there is a part of them that works together. Mm-hmm. And that part is the glue that holds that fabric of that industry together. Whether it be with labor, whether it be with with you know buying power whether it be with whatever it might be whether it be with with you know uh, uh lobbying the government well there there's millions of ways that that industries work together mm-hmm. and and they pull the rope in the same direction to help their industry yet these guys all compete against one another yeah. i get it i get and, it and when you look at 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 canadian racing and it's 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 canadian racing you can't say that it's just ontario you look at the east coast and there is an overlap between the the super late model division that just launched and and the pro stock tour but, right but they don't run on the same day they do for one of them oh do they they do for one of them on one oh, so, i didn't know that like, I, I mean i thought they stayed clear of overlapping they, they tried to and there's one that that overlaps now all of that being said um, you know, there's this industry is too small to not pull the rope in the same direction on one thing, and that is schedule. Mm-hmm. Schedule the fact that they can't sit in a room and come up with a schedule to make every race just like autumn colors. Right? They, they it, there's a potential there to do that. Yeah. There's not a lot of tracks. There's no. not a lot of tracks when you look at at how many race tracks there are and how many days there are to go racing. You know that are good days. There's there's a tremendous opportunity to work together, and uh, they just refuse to do that. And it's it's a shame. It it is uh, it is something that uh, I have never understood. I can't understand it. I never I never will. And uh, you know it's it, it is 100 percent on the track owners on that on that behalf. And, right. and I it's uh, pathetic. Well, what it is. the part I kind of like is there's uh, it, we just turned the, the calendar over to February and there is enough time to get some of that stuff fixed. I don't believe any of the schedules are printed in hard copy yet. Hopefully, hopefully some phone calls can be made and guys can work stuff out. Uh, w- the industry needs it. They all they have all too much, they have have too to much pride together. to do that. Well, they all have they're going to have they to. Think that, they think that, oh, no, it's good for me, so that's that's just the way that it yeah. works. Now, that's, that's very short-sightedness, and it ain't going to get you anywhere. But that's 100% how it is. Yeah. You know you know that that's how it is. And, and well, I'm not calling any one specific out. They're all like that. And, well, and I, it, you have to paint them all with the same brush because they do it. And, uh, you know, it's... Uh, we invite all of them on Race Time Radio. And we look forward to we doing that. We want them to succeed. We're going to ask them the questions ourselves, and we'll try and get you the answers. I can tell you that. Uh, Stuart Friesen's going to run at New Smyrna Speedway. We expect to see A him at Daytona. Yep. But we're going to see him at New Smyrna Speedway partnered for with the Todd 100. Yeah. yeah, he's partnered with Todd Stone. And he's actually going to run two two races. 
um, and potentially three mm-hmm. um, from what I read. Uh, the number one car, Todd Stone, a, a brilliant competitor. Right. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, definitely uh, pretty cool to uh, to see Stuart Friesen on, on that entry list. And, and uh, I think you're going to see a few more. There's a few more uh, uh, guys that have pro late models or mm-hmm. super late models put together um, that you might see show up for one of those two big races at, at Smyrna, whether it be in supers or pros, uh, as well the modified list. Oh, Holy. the modified list is growing. Look, we got to hit this break. I know we got Joel Wells coming up on the other side of the break. We'll hit this break. We got lots to cover here tonight. So, so glad you could tune in. We will hit this break. We will be back all live tonight on Race Time Radio. Stay right there, everybody. Hi, this is Tony Stewart, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. When you think NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, think Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. This may be the most important thing that's ever happened. You're damn right, baby. The races. The Daytona 500 win. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows. We'd love for you guys to participate as well. The unprecedented access. Well, I'm here at the red carpet with the fans. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Chastain did a video game move. Also streaming on the SXM app. I think they're happy down here. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Nothing connects like country music. Country music. Dig in to Sirius XM's country universe. The next generation on the highway, channel 56. I need something you. This millennium's hits on Y2 Country Channel 61. Or 80s and 90s Prime Country on Channel 58. Tap into these and more in the country category on the SXM app. Included with all trials and popular plans. A Canadian that made an indelible mark across the world, Alex Trebek is best known as the host of Jeopardy, a show he hosted over 6,300 times since his debut in 1984. Alex won five Emmy Awards over that stretch and is still perhaps the most popular game show host of all time. His work with charities such as World Vision was tireless, and his foundation continues to benefit children across the globe. Alex Trebek, 2006 inductee on Canada's Walk of Fame. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. 
That was a quick break, and we are back with you live on Race Time Radio. We're just uh, talking about that. Yeah, we're just yicking and yakking and, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, just waiting, just waiting uh, as things develop. Nice to see cup cars back on the track, Junior. The Coliseum race, uh, beautiful day. Blue skies, they got it all there, and it looks like the crowd is filling in just beautiful yeah absolutely it's la it's always blue skies there it rains like twice a year there <laughs> that's about it's, it yeah it's uh it's gorgeous uh but uh, you know when you look at uh i was i sent out a really harsh tweet uh during the qu- the qualifying uh races and uh you know they were rough they were driving into one another they weren't passing each other they weren't uh even attempting to pass they were just driving in there and moving them um, and, uh, I said, you know what, watching a bunch of rich kids drive into each other, nah. spending other people's money is never going to be compelling. And I 100% agree with that. Um, but I will say this about that. And I came back and revised it. Did you? The LCQs were great racing. They, they attempted to race with each other, um, which you can do on a small track like this. Well, right? you gotta remember there was no rubber down, right? None. Yeah. No rubber down. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't have wanted to be in heat race number one or two because you got no rubber down on the bottom, so you can't stick down there. God help you if you got to the outside. Yeah. And that, that racetrack is as flat as this desk. It's like sure. a Saint Eustache for you guys in the Pindy Series. Yeah. Uh, tough to get a hold of. And if you're not used to that, which, you know, it's kind of cool to see these guys' short track roots now pop out in a race like this going to be interesting that clash is going to be an interesting race yeah definitely 100 percent. it's going to be an interesting race um as long as they they you know front to back race each other and you know i think back there's been and and i equate this very racetrack to barry speedway and how it used to be but there Some was banking at barry I'll slight just amount and there's a, a slight caveat. amount here there's a slight amount here they Where? actually built in, in the seats. No, they built they built in uh, four degrees, and Kyle Busch talked uh, about it. Yeah, four but, degrees. But they put as much as they could put in with the grader itself. Not on the flat though. Uh, down on the flat, it's flat. Yeah, right. Like down on the apron uh, where the rumble strip is, it's completely flat. Um, but when you when you look at it, it's I mean, they're they're the best drivers in the world. They they should be able to race around a racetrack without hitting each other. Mm-hmm. Bumping each other is different, you know, side to side. You know, if you're going to race and you're going to door-to-door each other, great. It's, I mean, it's a short track race. If you're going to lay the bumper to the person, lay the bumper to him, but don't just just move him three lanes up the racetrack and drive by him, um, you know, just because you caught him. Yeah. You know, if, if somebody's holding you up for five laps, eight laps, something like that, and you you give him a few warning shots, and he doesn't move. Well, that's warranted. Yeah, it's short track racing. It's yeah. etiquette, um, which you know they didn't show that from heat one to heat four, and uh, I didn't like that, and and I don't like that. I never have, never will. Whether it be a late model race, a street stock race, whatever. That being said, LCQs. You know, you've seen some side by side racing. You've seen some some give and take. Um, you need to have that for a good race. Um, and, uh, I think that you're going to see more of that in the future. Hopefully, you know, the, the bugs are out, the jitters are out and, uh, and they can get after it, but, uh, well, we're not going to tell you who wins the feature in case you're driving down the road, listening to us on Sirius XM. We don't want to blow the race for you if you're PVRing it, 
and everything else. But we will say that uh, in practice yesterday, you seen A.J. Allmendinger take a run at the 14 car, right? Yep. That was uh, a little bit of heat, I would say, got into those guys. Yep. And uh, the last chance qualifier today, uh, it, looking and seeing uh, McDowell go to victory lane, that was kind of cool. We're not talking about the future. We're only talking about uh, the undercard stuff. Yeah, definitely. And. Uh, you know, Chase Elliott as well. Chase Elliott, they, he, not he, Napa car. He, he had some real struggles in, in time trials. He had some real struggles in, in the heats as well. And, and uh, you know, he, he had to muscle his way in. And uh, uh, he did it. He did did a wonderful job with that nine car. And, and uh, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be a really interesting deal. Um, you know, there's a bunch of good cars that are trapped and mired at the back. You mm-hmm. know, Joey Elliott or Joey Elliott, Joey, Joey Logano yep. just barely made it in. So he's yep. going to be kind of starting in the Hornet's nest. Um, you know, and how about Harvick? Exactly. <laughs> Hornet's nest as well. Right. Right, right just, spot, right time. Yep. Just yep. squirted through. So, um, yeah, no, there's, there's a bunch of, uh, really good cars trapped and mired at the back and, and uh, there's a bunch of, uh, uh, you know, inexperience towards the front and uh, not that it's all inexperience. There's, there's, definitely some good cars up there um i think it's going to be a good race all in all yeah. and uh you know and, and i'm fine with beating and banging and and uh knocking fenders off and you know there's going to be guys get mad at each other they're going to dump each other i want all that don't get me wrong i just don't want to see when you catch a guy from five car lengths back as soon as you get there you drive through him right ah uh, right. that just it was it nice puts, puts a bug under my skin it was nice to see ty gibbs now ty's been struggling yesterday his car caught fire and uh, the guys couldn't get it ready to go uh, by the time it was time to go. Uh, so he had no other choice, but he had to start the heat race at the back. Um, or, pardon me, the last chance qualifier. Couldn't even go into the heats, right? No, he was in the heat. Was he? Yep. That wasn't a heat race we've seen, though. That was an LCQ. Uh, we're the nine car, the Napa machine that of Chase LCQ. Elliott yeah. and uh, Ty Gibbs in the 54 Monster Energy car. Uh, they ran side by side. Yep. They did it, and it was funny because just prior to that, uh, Gibbs was all over the back bumper of the Napa Chevrolet, and Junior says, he's going to ship him. He's going to ship him. I said, no, he's not. He's not going to ship him. He doesn't want to start out his cup career with that type of driving style. It won't pay. It won't pay dividends. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he will, and sure enough, he didn't. I said, though, if this was last year, Say goodbye. The nine car well, would have went I th- flying. I think if it's for the money later on, uh, you know, at, at well, the that end would of be understandable. Deal, then, then I think it's then I think it's warranted to a certain degree. But um, yeah, no, it's uh, you know I, some of my favorite races that I've ever watched, um, you know, are obviously at a really tight racetrack, whether it be Sauble Speedway, Flamborough Speedway, Barry Speedway. You know, I mm-hmm. think that some of the my favorite races, and one that stands out is the Oscar. Uh, super late models, and it was uh, uh, Kevin Cornelius and uh, uh, Glenn Watson, uh, Andrew Grizel, and uh, Derek Tamirzma, and they traded positions. They they touched each other. There was donuts on every one of the cars, but but there was no damage. Right, the right. bodies were still straight on the things. Mm-hmm. Um, they traded positions. You know, all the way. Each one of them was fourth. Each one of them had the lead at some point. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, that that was one of my, my favorite races. That, I believe that was 2012. Um, it might have been 2011. Another one, Gary Reynolds Memorial 
Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, was a good race. I Ta- remember Taylor it well. Holdaway. Yep. Taylor Holdaway uh, led a majority of it, but uh, but you, you know, uh, uh, Gord Shepard, uh, Dwayne Baker was in it. Bentley ended up winning it. Mike Bentley. Um, yeah, it was, uh, some of those races were incredible. Same with the Pinty's races. You know, you look at DJ Kennington and the battles that DJ had with Kerry Mix, the battles that DJ had with, with, uh, Donnie Thompson, with J.R. Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was some really incredible races at Barry Speedway, just a tight little bull ring. You can see the same thing out of this racetrack. It is, it is possible. Well, and, uh, hopefully we can, uh, we can see it. I think we're going to see some fenders fly. Uh, you definitely want to start the year out with a win. Yep. And I know these guys are all there to do one thing, and that's to take home the trophy or hand off the steering wheel. One or the other, It uh, when it gets time for the feature, it's going to be a dandy. And, uh, of course, it's all live on Fox or TSN up here in Canada. You can catch it on either one. Uh, going to be a good feature event. We're waiting on Joe Wells. Joe Wells is going to drop in uh, from Arkham and Art Series. Uh, we're going to talk Daytona. Uh, it's going to be huge. Come up. Uh, I believe they roll in on the 17th, if I've got the dates right. Uh, they're going to roll in. Uh, they will have practice. They will have qualifying. And then the ARCA 200 will roll at Daytona to kick off speed weeks like it always does at Daytona International Speedway. Uh, it's going to be a big old time. And to catch up with Joe Wells, it's going to be a lot of fun, too. He's always got tidbits of information that maybe we haven't seen online or we haven't talked about. Uh, Joe has usually got some of that stuff in his pocket, and uh, he's been known to spill the beans here on Race Time Radio uh, pretty well each time we've had him on the air, and we look forward to that uh, just as soon as Joe checks in here. It's going to be a good time. When we get to Daytona, of course, we got the Camping World Truck Series, pardon me, Craftsman Truck Series, going to start their season off there, uh, the Xfinity Series. Oh, and while I think of it, too, thoughts and prayers go out to DGM, uh, Mario Goslin's punch. They lost one of their team members. Um, uh, it was uh, suicide, I believe. So um, just our thoughts and prayers are with everybody at DGM. Uh, the Bell Lutz talk is coming up up here in Canada. Man, don't tell you, I can't tell you how important it is for uh, that type of stuff, man. Uh, he was a young guy. He was active. He was a great uh, part of the team, and he's now going to be missed, and it's a shame. Yeah, and Bell Lutz talk was just a few. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was. Look at that. I missed it. Yeah. No, yeah. but, uh, yeah, definitely. It, it uh, tough if, if if you're going through anything, you got to reach out. Yo, there's lots of hotlines. There's uh, a- anybody, any, all of us will talk. Exactly, and uh, you know, try and work through the problems, man. Nothing. It. I, I know. I've been there. Uh, I've been there at times in life uh, where you just say, "Man, nothing's ever going to change. This is just terrible." Uh, but what, what I always got to say, and what I've said to a lot of friends of mine. Is uh, if you're having a bad day today, just go to bed. Just go to bed. And when you wake up, the next day is always better than the one you just left. So uh, it, it, it happens. It happens to all of us in life where we've had bad time or we've had, uh, you know, like, like just you, you want things to change. And sometimes just wanting it doesn't make it happen. Yep. Um, and, you know, there's always tomorrow. Hang on to that rope, tie a knot, and hang on. 
uh, things will get better. They always do. And if you're riding the wave and things are going really good for you, get ready. You're going to have a down day. Uh, it happens. Uh, been on both ends of it. And uh, what do you say? We all just ride the wave all the way to the top, and we're going to have some fun. Uh, Junior, when you look at Daytona, uh, we've got cop cars back on there. The new car isn't going to be new anymore. ARCA, all of the stuff that ARCA has done, all of that isn't new anymore. What do you think the byproducts are going to be on the racetrack this year when we get to the big track? Well, there's going to be there's significant differences just because it's it's not new anymore. So the the guys, the engineers have went to work. You know, I think back to when they first showed up at, at Daytona with the new car. They had them skewed the opposite direction. Uh, you know, they they were doing you know a few different things to the cars. You've seen the nose planted, the tail was up in the air. When they came back to Talladega for the final restrictor plate race, the nose was in the air, the tail was sucked down to the track to build downforce. Um, you know, so really the engineers have went through and changed basically everything that they can change on those cars, trying to maximize them. And for one reason, Daytona. It's Daytona 500. Mm-hmm. So I think you're going to see a completely different Daytona 500 this year. The the, while this car is meant to even everything out, uh, while everything to do with this car is meant to even the small teams and the big teams out, um, after a year of engineering, the big teams are going to figure some stuff out. And uh, I, I would look for the same thing that we've seen over the past few years where the, the manufacturers really try uh, to depict what happens in this race. Um, there's obviously a tremendous amount of Fords. Uh, going to be out there. Mm-hmm. I think Ford is going to be extremely strong once again, uh, both in the duels and uh, as well in the in the race itself. What we've seen is that the Chevrolets are obviously extremely strong in in time trials. Uh, so I wouldn't doubt Hendrick goes out there and gets the pole again. Um, it it seems like that's kind of the the uh, the the way that Hendrick works. Demo, <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. But uh, you know when you look at uh, at at how the Cup car raced from Daytona to Talladega, um, Daytona 500 to the final race at Talladega last year. Um, really, uh, they, they changed a lot on the platform. Was the racing better at Daytona or, or Talladega? I think the racing was better at Daytona because they didn't have it all figured out. Right, right. So I wouldn't doubt that you see some spacing out. Um, you know, I think that uh, what we've seen last year was that as soon as you're going to see side-by-side racing, you're going to see three wide racing. I think that one thing that they've figured out in in speedway racing is is once the top lane has energy, and that means the top lane has got more cars bunched together closer than the bottom lane, is when everybody needs to get to the top because it's going to turn into one big, long freight train. Yeah, big conveyor belt. And with the setup, the way that they have it, with the nose up in the air and the tail sucked down to the ground, um, it... It is not conducive to sucking up. It is the opposite. It, uh, if you want to suck up real well, you need totally clean air from the top to the bottom. And what that does is it gives them downforce, but it creates a tremendous amount of dirty air out back. And um, you know, w- w- through that, it makes it e- or it makes it harder for the guy that's second or third or fourth in line to get a run. So uh, I don't think that you're going to see the closing speed that we've seen at, at Daytona last year, which was what created that excitement. Um, 
that being said, I think that there's going to be mistakes. Mm-hmm. It's going to force people to make mistakes. So I think that there's going to be some restarts to keep everybody bunched up. Um, but uh, I wouldn't doubt that you see uh, a lot of single-file racing in this year's Daytona 500 compared to what we've seen last year. But I think that by the end of the race, the guys will have it so dialed in that it'll be a barn burner once again. Yeah. You know? It always is at it, the end of it, that race. It is, for practice sure. Practice is going to be critical. Yeah. And I know we can look forward to seeing lots of practice on all of the different platforms uh, throughout Speed Week. So we're going to hit a quick break. Haven't got Joe up here yet on Zoom, but if we don't in the next 20 seconds or so, we will get him on the hotline. I can guarantee that. Sue's got his number, and we will have Joe Wells on the other side of the break. One way or the other, stay with us. I'm John Roberts from Speed in the Hub. You're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by... AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to be here. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Explore the musical world of an American rock and roll troubadour on his very own channel. Tom Petty Radio. All of Tom's music, influences, collaborations. This is Tom Petty here on The Very Treasure Show. Heartbreakers hosted shows. Check out my show, The Breakdown with Mike Campbell. And more. It's Tom Petty Radio. Channel 31. It's all right. And in the SXM app, included with all trials and popular plans. Did you know you could get home and away feeds for every NFL, NBA, and NHL game on your phone? I can't believe it! Every game, all season. It's all on the SXM app. Sports the way they're meant to be heard. With your hometown announcers just, just a tap, tap away. away. Search for your team, then tap the star on the corner of the screen and save it as your favorite. It is good! An incredible finish! And if you love college sports, when the game is on, just search for your school. It's always a home game when you listen to sports on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. We're just getting started. That's right. 
Joe hasn't stuck his foot in his mouth yet. But hang tight, it's coming. Now, back to more Race Time Radio and Joe Chisholm. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Well, we struck out two ways to get Joe up on the hotline, uh, but I digress. Uh, we'll talk ARCA anyway until the top of the hour. Then we got Sam Fellows coming up, CTMP slash NASCAR Pindies. And then we'll catch up with Cameron Haley and talk some RS1 Cup Series racing amongst Daytona and everything else. Uh, we got lots to cover off here in the next oh, hour and 10 minutes. So glad you could tune in tonight. And if you're, uh, you know, hanging around, tuned in, uh, you want to have a look at us, do it. Uh, you can get to our YouTube channel. Uh, it is new. It's been around for a couple of months. But uh, you can do that at Racetime Radio TV. Uh, and it's all live on YouTube. We got some big news coming up, uh, by the way. Come Wednesday. Make sure you check in with Race Time Radio on Wednesday. I'm sure we're going to have some news that uh, is going to make everybody smile just a little bit wider. Junior, when we talk ARCA presented by Menards or ARCA Menard Series, uh, this year at Daytona, we got some Canadian involvement. Amber Balkan is going to be right up there. I believe she's in a Venturini car as well. Uh, you've got uh, Kaden Lapsovich on top of the box. For Tony in the number 55 car. Tony is a girl, not a guy. Um, then you're going to have Jason White. He's going to be wheeling around Andy Hillenberg's car. Uh, we've got some Canadian involvement. I kind of like our chances this time around. How about you? Yeah, I, I definitely like our chances. I, I think that there's uh, definitely some some development, uh, you know, talent that uh, uh, have got uh, the upper hand, you know, if you will. Sure. Um, when you look at, uh, at some of the development... Uh, names that that you see conventionally uh, from the TRD camp, uh, as well, um, you know some some of the regulars, uh, you know on the on the ARCA uh, schedule. Um, there's there's going to be some great racing. Uh, one name that pops off, uh, obviously, uh, uh, Frankie Munez, right? Yeah. The, uh, uh, Malcolm in the Middle star. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's going to be behind the wheel of, a, of an ARCA car for, uh, for Rhett Jones racing. Uh, that's going to be cool. Canadian involved. The, the spotter for him is going to be uh, Jeff Gutler. Oh, um, Jeffrey spotting yeah, for him. I didn't yeah, know that. So, uh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, it should be pretty cool for, for Jeffrey. And, and of and course, Terry guys. Jones is out of Windsor. Yep. yep uh, and Terry, the Rhett Jones part of the Rhett Jones. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, it should be pretty neat. It's, uh, um, you know, the, the ARCA series, you know, as long as they have in and around 30 cars. I oh, think, they're gonna. You know, they're I gonna think, have more than that. Yeah, I think I think they're gonna have uh, you know between thirty four and thirty six cars show up, and uh, you know I think that the, they're gonna put on a whale of a show. Uh, and and just we did cover it off here. It's not the Lucas Oil two hundred. It is the Brandt two hundred. So the Brandt oh, agriculture. Is it? Oh, yeah, okay. So I didn't see that. Brandt, Brandt wasn't on the one that yeah, I exactly. seen. So, but nice to hear. And presented by the Florida FFA. So. Cool. Um, yeah, no, definitely, uh, definitely cool to see Brandt's, uh, uh, you know, step up. They're they're definitely a big partner, longtime sponsor of uh, Justin Allgaier and, and mm. JRM and all the stuff that Allgaier does. Um, I know my sister Brenda and my brother-in-law Dave went to a, uh, uh, they got a shop in Guelph, Andy's Rad. Uh, Steven, my nephew, runs it now. Uh, but Brenda and Dave got to go on a uh, 
VIP trip away. I don't. I can't remember the name of the company that was putting it on. It was CarQuest. Was it CarQuest? Yep. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Brenda and Dave took a trip, and they went to a NASCAR race. And who were they seated with but uh, Kenny Schrader and uh, Justin Elgar? And they got a chance to sit there and uh, got a chance to meet both of them. Yep. And, man, did they have a good time. My sister Brenda isn't a big NASCAR fan. She's not a big racing fan. She would come out to Selva Speedway back when I had the track. Brenda and Dave would come out. And, of course, when we bought the track, very integral and helping us clean everything up and, you know, get things fired off. Uh, But Brenda and Dave, uh, they did. They like going to NASCAR. Who wouldn't, right? Uh, Man, did they get their eyes opened up that weekend and uh, took a real shine to Justin Algar and uh, have been following him now. So that's how you turn regular people into race fans. Uh, when they get a chance to meet some of these stars that are behind the wheel, uh, not all of them are as nice as Justin Elgar, but uh, a lot of them are. And kind of cool when you get a chance to meet them. And Junior, in your day, running down there and uh, working for a NASCAR Cup team, you would have got a chance to meet all the guys. There are some really nice guys, and there's some guys that uh pretty full of themselves. Oh, absolutely. you got to be to be uh... – uh, at that top level, you know, there's uh, every single one of them has got an ego. Um, some of them hide it. <laughs> some of them hide it better than others. Right, right. But, you know, when you look at, at the the way that everybody has to be there, um, you know, you have to be personable. You have to be able to, you know, convey to your sponsors that you're personable. Um, so there's there's a lot of them that uh, uh, are very fun to be around. Um, they all have uh, they all they all have their own character, and uh, uh, you know when you when you get a chance, you know it, it is so cool to see you know uh, the drivers interact with the fans. You yeah. Know? Um, like when you know every racetrack's got a different deal. So Pocono, you know the way that it is set up, um, you know there the drivers basically have to walk past this big long fence, you know? Yeah. Um, and the, the fans, like they have a, a big slot cut in so the fans can hand stuff to the drivers as they walk out. Right. Right. Um, and it is so cool to see the drivers that really care and the drivers who, who are just there for the racing. Yeah. Um, but you know, guys like Noah Gregson, you know, just happy to be there. Dynamite guys. Um, and know, a lot you, of those guys came through Erica, right? And we got Joe Wells absolutely. up. Up. Joe Definitely. Wells is right here. Yeah. yeah. And and that is one of the coolest parts. And, and where I was going with that is, is Arca does something super cool every single year. And I don't know whether they're going to do it this year. I don't know, like, on the pandemic side, but they usually open up the garage area for like the fan zone yeah. people yeah. to come in and, and take a look at it. But uh, ARCA does such a good job at, at getting their drivers up close to the to the fan base, and, and uh, you meet the, the future stars of tomorrow. Absolutely. And we're going to do that again at Daytona. I hope uh, the man to ask about that is Joe Wells, and we have him from the ARCA presented by Menard Series. Joe, what's going on? How you doing, bud? You look great. Oh, we're not hearing you, Joe. I can't hear you on this end. Uh, just a sec here. Oh. There, maybe now we'll hear Joe. No, we're not hearing Joe at all. Joe, man, we're not hearing you, buddy. Uh, hopefully, are you hearing us, Joe? Oh, ah, there you go. I got you now, buddy. I got you now. Uh, great to see you, Joe. Are you all ready to go for Daytona? It's right around the corner, buddy. 
Oh, absolutely. We're uh, really looking forward to it. Uh, you know, there's something about going down to Daytona in January for the... Uh... Nope. Joe froze. Maybe he'll unlock here in a second. We'll just see if he unlocks. But uh, right now, Joe's video is just sort of... <laughs> yeah, yeah, parked. <laughs> He's parked. The joys, the joys of Internet. Yeah, I, absolutely. The joys of Internet. Uh well, I'm sure Joe will uh, unlock here shortly. Uh, we'll try and establish connection again and uh, get Joe back on here. But uh, nice to see him. And uh, there, he's gone. He will <laughs> dial back in. I'm sure he will. You might have to send him another link. I don't think so. The yeah. same one will be live, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, like you say, Junior, to get those fans into uh, the garage area and to, uh, you know, get them up close to the cars. Uh, all that kind of stuff just makes more race fans each and every time. I know I've been fortunate enough to be part of all of that uh, in the garage area a number of times with ARCA. And uh, back then, Who's Your Tire uh, had a uh, a big cookout going on. It was kind of cool. I see Joe's name back up. Joe, can't see you, but can we hear you, buddy? Mm, nope, not yet. Not yet. Um, but you were down there a couple of times there, Junior, uh, getting up and close and personal in the Arca Garage area. Yeah, definitely. The, uh, uh, the Arca Garage, uh, you know, at Daytona is, is always buzzing. You know, it's, you think back to when the haulers would show up, uh, obviously, you know, now is a different format for speed weeks. Um, just because it's, it's a lot shorter, right? It's, oh yeah. It's, uh, a lot more condensed, but the haulers for the Arca guys were usually the first ones to roll in for the week, right? So mm-hmm. um, it would kind of get the ball rolling. It would, it would, you know, get get the juices flowing at Daytona, and and uh, uh, it is it, it's always been that way. Um, when you look at uh, uh, you know how the schedule is laid out now, it's a lot more condensed, a lot more fast paced. Um, you know, it, it it gives the ability for more people to go to more races. And uh, that's what I love about it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I I really like the fact that the clash is separated now. You know, yeah, it's separated out by by you know a, a couple of weeks, and uh, I, I I really enjoy the format that NASCAR has taken and ARCA has taken as well with that. So it's uh, it's cool. And and when you look at uh, um, you know how the schedule works at New Smyrna. Um, it plays very well into that hand as well. Sure does. Yeah, you get a chance that when the uh, action is wrapped up at the big track, then fans sort of scatter and they head either to the dirt track at Volusia County Speedway, about 30 miles out uh, Highway 40 or Interstate 40, whatever you want to call it. It's number 40. Or you head over to New Smyrna Speedway, about 25 miles out just the other way. Um, and it is kind of cool. I know going out there, we would run around and uh, all do all the different uh, areas uh, for Speed Week, and it was constant racing, one after the other. I can see our next guest up on the hotline, and I can see Sam Fellows. We'll have to catch up with Joe Wells at another time. Uh, we'll tr- maybe try him at the end of the show, and we'll get Sue to dial him up near the end. But we do have Sam up on the hotline what's going on there sam fellows how's ctmp and you're looking just fine man hey good to see you again uh live and in color yeah <laughs> <laughs> absolutely how's the off season treated you bud 
Um, not too bad. You know, it's always a little bit uh, slow in the off season, but uh, yeah, organizing and getting set for not just the, the Pinty season, but the CTMP season as a whole. So there's always something to do, always keeping busy. Um, yeah. 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 Well, I seen the schedule launched. Uh, what was that? Wednesday, Thursday last week for CTMP. Another yeah. stellar season coming up in 2023 for all the, uh, the fans of CTMP. You're going to have a bunch of new fans there too. It comes out in two wheel, four wheel. You got everything running. Yeah. That's, that's right. It's, it's, um, not dissimilar to the 2022 uh, season. Um, so, I mean, there's some obvious obvious stuff on there. Like, uh, you know, we uh, unfortunately don't have the, the trucks back uh, or any news to report on the uh, NASCAR south side. But um, hopefully hopefully something within the next uh, while that, uh, you know, ongoing discussions with NASCAR. And uh, and uh, that's been kind of the, the dream of this ownership since since we, uh, my family uh, took over with Carlo Fedani is, is to continue raising the bar. And, um, you know, we've, we, I think we've proved with the trucks that we are, a, um, a pretty legitimate venue that brings some amazing racing. So, uh, hoping that there'll be more of that, but no, I think the, the crown jewel for us on this, on this schedule is really the, the IMSA event. Um, especially this year. I mean, um, I'm biased. Of course, I love the, the Pinty's races, <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the, with GTP, the re, uh, reintroduction of GTP and IMSA, it's pretty special, and um, you know it could be the year that the, the track record gets beaten. We don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll have to wait till uh, <laughs> July to see. But yeah, I mean it's it's kind of the uh, you know uh, another great season of, of of racing on the Canadian calendar. Victoria Day, Labor Day, kind of got the the long weekends covered, and uh, and everything else in between. So yeah. Looking forward to that. Kind of cool when you get the 24 hours of Daytona. I know I put a message out to fans that may be new to the sport. For the most part, the cars you've seen in the 24 hours of Daytona, the upper echelon, you're going to see at CTMP. They love coming north of the border. And trust me when I say, you want to get tickets, you want to camp, you want to have a good time. That's what it's all about when uh, those MC guys come rolling into town. You can sure tell. Yeah, for sure. It's yeah, I remember watching with my dad, like we just went up to turn two, just like fans, you know, a few years back. And it's pretty incredible to see those cars, how much downforce and power they have. Um, so it's a, it should be on every, uh, every uh, Canadian racing fans list this year to come for that event, especially. You know, it's interesting, Sam. I, I was, uh, I was, you know, just shutting it down for the night and uh i opened up my ipad and of course they had you know isma tv or imsa tv um and uh uh you know i open up my ipad uh you know and i believe it was probably one thirty, two o'clock in the morning and uh I, I turned it on and i wanted to just watch it and and the commentators were talking about that very thing that you're talking about about the track record falling at a handful of racetracks and Canadian Tire Motorsports Park was one of the ones that popped up when they were talking yeah. about it. Um, you know, just the fact that uh, the speed and, and just the, the, the format that the car is uh, with the, with the, the new car, um, it, along with the, the hybrid portion, um, it, it's going to lend very well for coming off that turn five, and it's going to lend very well for coming off all those tight corners, but it's also going to be able to carry a tremendous amount of speed. So at a place like the, at CTMP, uh, 
they they could be some really blistering speeds around that joint. Yeah, and I think I think um, the last couple of years we've wondered with the upgrades or the um, re um, you know the, some of the new asphalt we put down and some of the new surface resurfacing we've done. Um, the track has gotten a little bit faster, I think, but still, I mean the the one minute and four second lap from uh, two thousand and eight, I think it was, it's is a blistering lap and. You know, you start to wonder if with that era of sports car racing, how amazing it was, if that record will ever be beaten, right? So maybe we will. Maybe it'll uh maybe it will be beaten. We'll have to wait and see. And is it McNish that has the, the title? Who's who's got the Who's got the title? Is it McNish? I think it was Capello. I think Capello. it was Capello on a qualifying lap. But it was on that it was with one of those Audis, right? It was with, with yeah, one it was of the, the, the silver Audi. T D I L M P one. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sam, do you ever get the itch as a driver? Like, I know that's a big weekend, and I can imagine Miles and uh, all the guys who be leaning on everybody. They need the whole team to make things successful. But do you ever get the itch to when those guys roll in, man, I want to get into one of those cars? I'd love to. I just, I've never really had an opportunity, honestly. And, um, you know, I've had thoughts now with with Corvette doing uh, the GT3 car and, and, you know, likely in the future, uh, you know, customer racing on the Corvette side, uh, maybe that will open opportunity for me. That would be fantastic. I'd love that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think, uh, I was headed down a, a particular path with some of the sports car racing and, um, just, you know, didn't quite have the budget for that. And, uh, I just, I found, you know, the, the, what, what Pinty's was able to offer in Canada, was was more alluring for the sponsors that I had, and uh, no, I'm super happy right now where I am. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't say no to any ride, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I know that, Sam. I know. And what? Look at as a greedy race fan that I am, and loving CTMP and loving the fellows' family, I, yeah. I could only imagine what if I had my bucket list wish. It would be to see you and your dad uh, co- combined running a car. When those guys come to town, I believe you guys would be a threat. I know they do it all the time, but there's nothing like having home track advantage and the knowledge uh, that both you and your dad have got when it comes time for driving a race car. It'd be cool. Yeah, that would that would be uh, definitely a, a bucket list for myself as well to be a teammate with my dad in a in a in a sports car race. We we almost were we were very close last year i think closer than than anyone uh knew to uh ron running a pinty's race um it was right on the table it just didn't work out wow <laughs> but uh it it may still happen you don't know we don't know so um no that would be cool too to race against him uh in that and uh you know chase him probably me chasing him but that's okay yeah. Uh, and uh yeah no i i think um yeah, I mean that that'd be so much fun. But any any of that stuff, I mean, he he still has the itch to race, and he still uh, uh, wants to wants to pursue whatever opportunities there are. So if uh, if somebody with that wants to run do that, I'm I'm we're open and willing. So <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned. That's super cool, Sam. I, you know, I I've uh, got the chance to stand with Ron now up in the spotter stand for your entire career. Basically, every time you've hit the racetrack, I've been I've been up there, and so has Ron. With with your uh, you know relationship, obviously a father and son. Um, you know when you when you look down the the list um, of of drivers with with race car driving dads, 
Um, usually that doesn't work out too well, but you guys, <laughs> you guys seem to have a really good working relationship, uh, on the radio. Is that, is that how it is? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think part of it is, is I, at the very end of when he was running in the NASCAR stuff, uh, the cup stuff, like 20, say 2011 to 2013 or so, it, um, there was one race where we just, he kind of had a nightmare uh, situation with a spotter. It just didn't gel. And I was the kind of spotting in one corner. And uh, my mom actually had texted me and she's like, you need to get in because he needs more info and he needs this and that. And I ended up just basically spotting the whole race for him. Um, and then from then on, he was like, okay, yeah, you're, you got the job. So uh, we, yeah, I spotted for him in, in cup the last couple of years. And, and, as a dri- as a driver, semi driver then, and definitely now. I mean, you know what you want to hear, and especially him. I mean, it's it's uh, my dad, so I can just ask him, "Hey, are you good for this?" The yes, no, that, and it's it's uh, you know, it's pretty simple. I think you just you want to hear certain things, um, and and he knows I think exactly what I need to hear, mm-hmm. and he's also um, probably the best part of, of of his spotting is is being somewhat of a cheerleader, especially on the ovals. Just telling me, keep telling, keep pushing, keep pushing, and, and to hear your dad's voice, you know, saying that is is really special, right? So, it's um, yeah, I know. I mean, some some people like I always think there. Uh, who was the drummer? Who I think it was uh, was a Ringo Starr's kid or something who wanted to right. learn from Keith Moon. It's like some kids don't want their dad to teach them, but it's yeah. I, I've never felt that. But I know that can be a thing. But um, no, for no, sure. I think I, I just he, he's like the best resource I have, so I have to use him. <laughs> exactly, big yeah, one hundred percent. I I look at you know, and and just a few names that jump off the list, right? It's uh, Chase Elliott and Bill Elliott, right? Like, there's been stories where where Chase, like Bill, spotted for Chase for a long period of time, but but then eventually they they had to like they had to separate because he, he was being dad on the radio, not a spotter, right? And right. and and uh, you know, another one is is Jeff. Uh, 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 Jeff Burton and and Harrison Burton, um, right. but then there are other ones, right? And, and that's why I wanted to bring it up because it is an interesting dynamic, and and uh, sure. you know it's uh, uh, it's pretty cool that uh, and and he has a lot of fun with it too. Just so you know, you know he's got he's got a big <laughs> smile on his face when you're doing well and and things are going right. Um, yeah. he's, he's got a big smile on his face and, and, uh, and then when things go wrong, like at CTM or not at CTMP at Trois Rivieres, um, yeah. Papa Bear, Papa Bear gets upset. So yeah. he, uh, yeah. he, he definitely, uh, you know, he, he's, uh, he's 100% in your corner just so you know. And, and, uh, it is, yeah. uh, it is super cool. Ron's been, uh, he's been a pleasure up there in the spotter stand. Uh, but, uh, it would be cool to see him in a race car as well. Where was Sam fellow CTMP? Yeah. And slash NASCAR Pinty's driver. We're going to get Sam to put that Pinty's hat on now. Uh, so how's the season all coming together for you, Sam? You got a full season planned or how's it coming? Yeah, we're, we're, so we're looking at, I mean, I'd love to do a full season, but the, the, uh, you know, the, the, the budget obviously is the big, big, uh, stumbling block for us. So we're mm-hmm. still pursuing sponsors. We got some potential sponsors going on. Um, you know, meetings going on uh, as, you know, ongoing kind of as we speak even. So uh, things are, I'd hope to do a full season. We'll see what happens. I think, I think it's pretty safe to say I'll be back for part time and what I've done, you know, the last year and before that was all the Ontario Quebec races. So I think it's safe to say I'll be there for that at least. Um, I'd love to go out West and I'd love to go out to uh, the rock, 
but um, yeah, I mean, it's all it's all just just budget related. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I think we had some really good results uh, at times last year, and uh, we just want to just keep building on that. You know, we had especially Trois Rivière where. We were running like fourth most of that race. I think, you know, we kind of, we had a really good test the week before. We kind of showed that, you know, we, we can, we can have good pace. Um, everything just had to come together and it kind of did for that. So, um, it's like when you get the one good golf swing out of the whole 18 holes, you're just like chasing that feeling now. So well, that's <laughs> what keeps there. you coming <laughs> back though, too, right? It keeps you coming back. Exactly. It came yeah. together, and it was it was a front bumper and a rear bumper, and that's the unfortunate part. Yeah. It's uh, that was definitely uh, a tough pill to swallow for you guys. It was uh, it was not intentional. There was nothing intentional about it, but uh, uh, it was uh, it the, was the accordion effect, and it was Sam in the middle. Wasn't Sam, it? Sam paid the price on that one, and uh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. was uh, it was one of those things where where somebody can say that it's a racing deal all day long, but it's uh, you know it was it was one of those unfortunate deals with. Uh, uh, with Ranger, and I, I've never seen Ranger hang his head about bumping somebody before, but that one there, he got out of the car and, and said, "I need to go talk to Sam." Yeah, and like it was and one of those. <laughs> it was he one of should those. too. Yeah, his he tail should. was between his legs, pretty good. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have was... a lot of respect for Andrew. And we <laughs> talked about it, and I, I had it was all good. It was exactly like you said, one of those things, and I, uh, I learned a lot. Um, at one point, you know, he was he was chasing me, and I, I held him off for as long as I could, and, and uh, when he finally got by me, I. I learned a thing or two. So great, great driver. And, and it's great to have him in our series. Well, sure. you're a natural on the road course. That's probably where you feel the, uh, the calmest, if you will, uh, or street course, road course, uh, that, that sort of is, that's your forte. Now you get onto the ovals and you've been showing signs of really becoming a good oval track racer. What did you think of the dirt experience at Oswegan, I know I spoke to you there. Um, yeah, <laughs> and you got two of them there this year. Are those yeah. two races that you sort of got circled? I think they're like I, I said last year. I think they are a bit of a wild card in terms of I think what you're going to get. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Traden was certainly super hard to beat, and there were there were people up around there who just. Um, you know, it seemed like they had a really good combo of, 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 of being quick on the dirt and, and their cars were really well suited and set up. And it seemed like there were people who, you know, really missed the setup. Um, and so I think there's a, there's a really important balance, maybe even more so than the, the paved ovals to, you got to really nail the setup there for that, that dirt race. But I, I really enjoyed, uh, that process of it. Um, and I, I think, I think that the event itself is, is pretty amazing. I mean, the atmosphere inside there and, and how, uh, you know, electric the, the crowd and the event was, was, was pretty amazing. I think, I think, uh, we can maybe do a little bit as a series to kind of make the, the race a little bit, uh, more exciting. I mean, a lot of people I talked to thought it was great, but on, on the inside uh, of the car, you know, it was, uh, it was pretty tough to, to pass and get around and, I think if we could maybe up that a little bit, it would make it even more exciting. And it's the first season, you know, that they do this, and you expect you know, them to learn lessons. So um, I think it'll only get better and better as as we go along with it. But no, I'm excited for it. I'm uh, as I told Joe, uh, um, working on a uh, on an ice driving contract right now. So you're live from my hotel room. So yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 honing up as we speak on my my sideways skills. 
So I'm hoping that that's going to translate to the dirt this uh, this summer. Well, I tell you what, this summer I'm walking over and checking your tires for studs before you before you roll out on that racetrack on the dirt side because that's not fair if you bring the studs. That's too funny. <laughs> too funny. With Sam Fellows tonight, uh, all set for a season. So safe to say, Victoria Fest is going to be race number one for you as a driver, and definitely that's the opener for CTMP. Yeah, yeah, for CTMP, I, I uh, honestly, I haven't. Is Sunset the first? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, or? yeah, yeah. Sorry. It yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. I keep forgetting about Sun. You know, old ha- habits are hard to break. <laughs> I am so used to the NASCAR Pindy Series firing up at CTMP. And it's yeah. done that now for a couple of years where it started at Sunset, not at CTMP. But uh, I digress. Sunset is the first race. You probably have that one circled, too. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed Sunset last year. I think we missed it on the setup a little bit, but it's a really, really fun track to drive. Um, looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, no, I think – and then, yeah, getting to CTMP, that'll be great. I mean, we, we had a good finish there, I think, ninth in, on Labor Day, so that was pretty solid for our team. Um, not so good there in Victoria Day last year. Broke on the warm-up lap. So we got some work to do in, in May, it seems, at CTMP. But uh, that's okay. No, yeah. It's it's always the kickoff to summer. And, um, you know, since since COVID with, uh, you know, not being able to bring in World Challenge and Carrera Cup North America and what have you, whatever used to kind of come down from the States, it's those kind of weekends are really becoming – the best that Canada has to offer in terms of, you know, our, our drivers and our, our championship. And, uh, Pinty's is a great show, you know, FEL sports car championship Canada there. That's really growing in car numbers and, and quality and, uh, hats off to them and the, the great job that they're doing. And, um, yeah, I think super production challenge will be there as well. So, uh, usually brings a big field of, of drivers from, uh, Quebec and Ontario. And, uh, what else is on that, uh, weekend M zone radical cup, um, I'm probably missing one or so, but uh, it's been long days here out in the cold, so my brain may not be working as well. But you know, it's it's the best that Canada has to offer in terms of our kind of homegrown talent, and uh, it's it's always a good time camping, yeah. as you say, Joe. It's nothing a major, wrong, major piece. Nothing wrong with that, uh, Sam. You guys do an awesome job. Tickets all on sale now. If uh, you want to get some tickets and give somebody a nice Chris- oh, Christmas gift, that's past. See, your brain frozen. How about mine? Uh, <laughs> birthday, uh, Father's Day, all that kind of stuff. Good idea to buy CTMP tickets and the camping of my dad. If you've never done that, you do want to try that at CTMP. It's a gas. Yeah, absolutely. The 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 uh, camping is is fantastic. It's kind of the the culture of the circuit. I think is the the amazing camping experience. So um, to to be able to have a, a park like ours, that's you know also one of the top racing venues in the world. It's pretty amazing to have in our our back door of uh, the Toronto uh, area. So yeah, tickets are on sale on the the CTMP website, CanadianTireMotorsportPark dot com. And, uh, yeah, we're just counting down the days now till uh, Victoria Day. <laughs> Sammy, it's going to be awesome. Can't wait to see you back behind the wheel. Can't wait to get back to CTMP. Uh, I know Victoria Day, Victoria Fest, uh, we will be there. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks so much for the time tonight. You get that uh, ice deal all taken care of. Is that got to do with this year, or are you looking down the road to next year with that? No, it's something that I've done in the last couple of years is just get involved with uh, some some ice driving experience. But before that, I I, I got involved in uh, some ice racing up in Minden, and I and I found that that was 
actually really helped kind of the car control skills and some of the, the muscle memory and, and for the rain driving and something that, uh, you know, I've heard, uh, you know, some of the old uh, Canadian Canadian drivers used to use and maybe why we're uh, so good at, uh, you know, being sideways when it comes to putting the power down. So, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's uh, honestly every, not just racing drivers, every driver should, should have some sort of ice driving training because it's it's just a fantastic uh, skill set to learn you want to believe it i think back to the days of the montreal uh, uh nationwide race and watching your dad out there and i recall yeah. the the one race man he had that race won had it not been for a young justin elgar that ran him over in the final <laughs> lap it was raining ranger did really good in that race Ron Fellows was going to win it, and then shortly thereafter, I believe Justin Elgar took your dad's driving course, and it really helped the guy's career out. Funny how things go, right? You know what? That's so funny. We were talking about that recently, and I remember driving home the next day from Montreal, and my dad didn't get – he was pumping gas or something. He didn't get to the phone in time, but Elgar called him, and he played the voicemail on the speaker – on the in-car – in the car speakerphone or whatever. And the, he just sounded so dejected and, 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 you know, uh, remorseful. For, it wasn't his fault. I think he just got way too deep on the brakes. And, um, yeah, no, that's so funny. You mentioned that because we were just talking about that, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it was a bit of an ice rink that day. So <laughs> yeah, it sure was. Uh, you can learn a ton from the old boy guaranteed. Hey, do us a favor, say hi to the family and, Thanks so much for the time on Race Time. I know we look forward to getting you back on here before we get that green flag in the air. Sound good? Sound good anytime, guys. Appreciate it. You bet. Sam Fellows, you can catch him in the NASCAR Pinty Series. You can also catch him in uh, at CTMP. It's uh, going to be quite an interesting 2023. You can count on it. We're going to hit a quick break here on Race Time. When we come back, RS1 competition Before we do that, I can see Joe Wells back up on the hotline. We're going to bring Joe back up. Tell you what, instead of hitting the break, we're going to go directly to Joe. Because I know we're getting kind of close on time, but this is fantastic. We got Joe Wells back up. Joey, how are you, man? I'm doing well. Can you hear me now? Oh, we can hear you. We can see you, buddy. It's, it's like an AT&T commercial. <laughs> yes, we can. It's like uh, an AT&T commercial. Can you hear me now? the technical difficulties for whatever reason. Uh, hey, bud, it happens. It happens. Uh, how's the stuff? How's everything coming together? Daytona, man, is right there. It is. Uh, everything's coming together quite well, Joe. Uh, you know, we go down in uh, January for a pre-race practice and uh, – have just a, a large turnout of drivers and cars, and uh, you know everybody's anticipating the green flag uh, come February 18th, and uh, of course everybody's going to win it uh, on February 18th too. But uh, as long as they don't all try and win it on the first lap, we've seen that happen before, and it doesn't yeah, work out yeah, too good. And you know some racers get it, some don't, unfortunately, but. Uh, that's just unfortunately the way it is, and uh, uh, just uh, the uh, pre-race practice went real well. A lot of people had some uh, gained some valuable experience, uh, not only getting laps around the track, but uh, doing some drafting as well, just to get a feel for what that's going to be like. Because, quite frankly, they've never felt a draft before, and so uh, uh, it's great that they can come out in a little more controlled situation and get. Uh, some laps under their belts so 
when it does come race time, that's not a whole new feeling to them, and they're kind of shell-shocked by it. So Yeah, big time. We're with Joe Wells, Sarka, presented by Menard Series, uh, getting set for Daytona. Uh, the 200 comes up. It's going to be awesome. You uh, definitely want to check this. Joe, how are we looking? You, you had lots of cars, lots of names on pre-race Thunder. How do you think we're going to be looking for the actual race? How's the car count looking? Pretty good? The car count look is looking real good. It's going to probably be the strongest we've been in a handful of years. Uh, uh, so we, we should be knocking on the uh, door about 40 cars, maybe 41, 42. So uh, it's a good thing. Bad thing is 40 car starting field. Uh, I'd like to see it at 40 so everybody gets an opportunity. But uh, if not, hopefully the weather holds out and everybody gets a fair shot at making the race. And uh, unfortunately, uh, as we know in the past, some people have to go home, and, and you hate it, but uh, there's always uh, another race. And you go out and you go back home, get your stuff a little better, and uh, come back and try it again. Come back. It's Daytona. Everybody wants to run Daytona. So. Well, yeah. Everybody wants to win. It's such an iconic racetrack. And, Joe, you guys at ARCA do a fantastic job of not only creating a you know a competitive environment for uh, for all the teams, but you do welcome those new guys in. You know this is going to be their introduction to the two-and-a-half-mile speedway. They have to attend all the meetings. They have to learn a bunch of stuff. It isn't like running Flat Rocker. It's not like running any of the you know the speedways that we normally see ARCA run at. Well, when you're at Daytona, man, you better take note to absolutely every word that's being taught to you. Uh, and you got to remember all of that. And sometimes drivers aren't real good at remembering everything. <laughs> I always say drivers have the best memory in the world, the worst memory in the world. When somebody shows up with something, didn't we tell you last week to not bring it back? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> but by God, they can remember who spun them three years ago in turn three at uh, uh, Toledo Speedway. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You, you can't forget but, that one. You can't to forget. your point, though, it, it is. It's... Uh, you know, people think that Daytona or Talladega, because they drive similar, that you just put your foot down on the floor and off you go. But there's just so much more to it than that. Uh, uh, knowing when you got to feather the brake or just ease out of the gas just as and, and so forth. So you don't run somebody over when you're getting sucked up into the draft and so forth and know who's around you. And uh, you've got to be up on the wheel all 200 miles and your spot has got to be giving you good information so that uh, you don't go where you shouldn't go and uh, create the big one. And, uh, uh, you know, just you're awful busy from the time you strap in and roll off till the checkered flag falls. You know, I think back, Joe, um, I, I had the chance to be there with Andrew Grizel, and, and uh, uh, we, we, of course, were one of those teams that, that had to go home that day. We didn't make the show. But leading up to it, uh, you know, so I've kind of been through the entire process as as the spotter. Uh, we were basically, you know, uh, uh, you had to do the rookie meetings. Uh, there was rookie meetings ahead of the uh, the test in, in January. There was rookie meetings ahead of the drivers meeting uh, on on you know the 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 beginning of the event uh, when when we showed up there, uh, and then as well there was a drivers meeting. Right, um, it was it was really eye-opening to me and and how ARCA does it. And I don't know whether it's still the same way or not because that was going back a, a handful of years, but I imagine it is. 
um, you know, in those rookie meetings, uh, it wasn't just to go over the rules and procedures. It wasn't just one of those meetings where everybody sat there and pretended like they were listening and they were looking at their phone. It was one of those meetings where Frank Kimmel stepped up to the podium and said, look, guys, this is what you need to do to be good. And this is what you need to do to stay out of trouble. And this is what you need to do to, to you know, to, to be successful in this sport. And, and, you know, of course, a multi-time champion standing up there and, and addressing the, the, the field that he's going to be racing against on the rookie side. And then after him, it was Kenny Schrader, you know, uh, another guy that's well-respected. Um, it jumped up to the same podium and, and echoed the same points but also gave new points, right? Um, and, and then as well, you know, your, your, your competition and tech director um, uh, stood up. And, and, you know, it was a group of, of really, you know, skilled individuals educating these guys and girls on on you know what they need to do not only not only to you know meet the rules and procedures of the race but but also to keep them safe and and through the years uh you know you've seen lots of different things within the sport you've seen lots of of inexperience in the sport uh but without those meetings it, it could be chaos, and and you guys do an amazing job at ushering in the people who know, uh, and 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 uh, sorry, ushering in the people who don't know, and and really coaching them along, and and being a part of that development process. Talk about how important that is for ARCA to be part of that development process, like at, at, at such a high level. Well, first off, thank you for the uh, kind words about that, but uh, you know, we we. We like to see new people come in to the sport and uh, provided they meet the uh, qualifications, we're happy to have them. But uh, uh, beyond that, we want to have a successful event and what we consider a successful event. We don't care who wins. We just want to see everybody leave the track in their own vehicles uh, unhurt and uh, ready to race another day. And, uh, you know, fortunately, safety equipment's gotten so much better and uh, drivers are getting better educated. Uh, I don't know if it's because of their girlfriends or their wives, but uh, I don't care why, but they are becoming better educated and, and taking a little more concern in their own personal safety. But uh, as we all know, this is still a dangerous sport, sport. I don't care how good of equipment you have. You can unfortunately still get hurt, but uh, whatever we can do as a sanctioned body to uh, send the message to uh, all the drivers that here's what needs to happen for your best results. And uh, uh, Joe, to your point, no, it's not like flat rock by any means. And uh, and uh, things happen and they happen fast and you get a false sense of security, if you, especially if you have a long green flag run going and uh, it just doesn't feel like you're running 185 miles an hour down, out there. You feel like you're just on the freeway cruising along at uh, 75, 80 miles an hour and uh, then all of a sudden something happens and then now what do you do? Yeah. You, know, yeah, you can't yeah. panic. you got to react. And, and uh, especially at a place like Daytona, Talladega, you, you can't react too quick because that creates other problems. And of course, obviously not reacting creates more problems as well. So it's, uh, you know, you can't read a book and say, this is what you got to do. It's, it's, it's experience and, 
you know, listen to the people's like a Frank Kimmel or a Kenny Schrader, or, or name your your individual that's been uh, through a number of races. They know it's and they've all lived it before. And uh, you know, so our goal is year after year, race after race, is to keep everybody safe and try to arm them as with as much knowledge and have people available to talk to if they do have questions to to help them out. With Joe Wells, ARCA competition, he does it all. Joe is the man with ARCA Menards. Uh, Joe, final question for you. What are we going to see for qualifying for the 200? I've seen a group group qualifying. I've seen single car. What are we going to get at Daytona this time around? Well, we've uh, until we can come up with a, a, a better way of trying to help teams save money, uh, we've gone away from the single car run. Uh, just because the time, effort, and energy teams spend for that one lap, and you don't race that way. And, and so uh, the closest we've been able to do is uh, uh, after our practice on Thursday, we'll have a blind draw. And once everybody draws a pill, then we'll break the uh, field up into – it'll be determined by the number of cars, and we'll divide them up into equal groups. And we'll send them out for a, a five-minute run. And your best lap of record in that run will determine uh, where you line up in the race. Awesome Arca, job. I, awesome. I, I want to I shine a spotlight on this as well. We've got to be quick. Yeah, I, you know, we've seen that, that group qualifying debacle, if you will, in the Cup Series for, for a, a yeah. handful of races, right? Yeah, yeah. Or for, for basically a year and a half. Um, and, and Arca solved the issue. Of of everybody waiting at the end of pit road and playing the games and w- when when it starts you have to roll off a of pit road right and so when you're when you're when your group starts you have to roll off a of pit road and you have to you have to you can't slow down once you slow down you're done yeah so it you know there was none of the games there's none of the gamesmanship obviously you want to be with the fastest car that you possibly can and you want to suck up and there's a bunch of games that are played in that way but yeah. that's all fine and dandy that's not how you wreck race cars how you wreck race cars is guys Playing games. Playing games and, and yeah. you know, going five mile an hour out on the racetrack yeah. while the other guys are doing 180. ARCA exactly. fixed that issue a long time ago, and it is still the most exciting qualifying that you're going to see at Daytona. So if there's one qualifying session that you want to you want to be at at Daytona, it is that one. And you don't want to miss the feature event, the ARCA 200. It is the Brandt 200, uh, as Junior has laid out. Joe? You got to be safe. I know you will be. And, uh, oh, by the way, Doug Gonder, good friend of both of ours, uh, texted me and he says, hey, I see you got Joe coming on the show. Tell him I can't wait to see him and I'll see him at the hotel. Look forward to it. (laughs) Yeah. Hope to see you down there, Joe. You going to make her down there this Uh, year? Not this year. Not this year. But, uh, Joe, I I promise 2024, you and I are going to stand at Daytona once again. It's going to be a lot of fun and I look forward to it. Same here. You want to believe it. Thanks Joe, me thanks so much for the time, buddy. All right. Take care. Bye, Joe. You betcha. Joe Wells, uh, ARCA, you don't want to miss it. It is going to be off the hook. That's the way we start Speed Weeks at Daytona. It's always uh, tremendous, and these guys do a dynamite job. Uh, get ready. You're going to see the new guys, the experienced guys. They all get on that racetrack, and, man, I'll tell you, you never know what you're going to find. But we are going to hit this break when we come back. RS1 competition, 
next, we've got Cameron Haley going to join the show. As a matter of fact, he's up. We will be back. Stay with us. Hey, Ray fans, this is Larry Barrio, and you're listening to Race Time Radio on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada. Did you know you could get home and away feeds for every NFL, NBA, and NHL game on your phone? I can't believe it! Every game, all season. It's all on the SXM app. Sports the way they're meant to be heard. With your hometown announcers just Just a tap tap away. Search for your team, then tap the star on the corner of the screen and save it as your favorite. It is gone! An incredible finish! And if you love college sports, when the game is on, just search for your school. It's always a home game when you listen to sports on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. What is Sirius XM NASCAR Radio? Tyler Reddy will go to victory lane at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You just won at 50. Down here in victory lane, let me ask the fans. It's all. Joey Logano will set his sights on a championship. And two times, baby. Things. He shoved him up the right track. Back up on the throttle as he heads to victory. <laughs> NASCAR. Oh, he loses it. He crashes. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Also streaming on the SXM app. Oh, hell yeah. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. From the streets of Hoboken to the Vegas Strip, Frank Sinatra's music all in one place. You make me feel so young, Perfectly Frank, playing nothing but Sinatra. I got the world on a string. Perfectly Frank, listen anytime and anywhere on the SXM app. Included with all trials and popular plans. From the high banks of Daytona. Cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Al! Woo! Shake and bake! And here on Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. And it is the two Joes tonight, along with the number 42 cabinets by Haley RS1 Cup Car. We got Cameron Haley with us. What's going on tonight there, Cameron? You're looking super fine. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you, Joe? Doing fantastic. Back from Barrett-Jackson, are you? How was that trip out to Arizona? It was a long one. It uh, That shows a, a very good one for our uh, family-owned business cabinets by Haley. We go down there and uh, exhibit there for nine days and do a bunch of business and meet a lot of great people. So it's a lot of fun, but uh, it was uh, a lot of work in a short amount of time. So I'm glad to be home, but... Uh, the grind continues. Now we got to uh, finish all those orders and make them now. So <laughs> it never gotta, ends, but uh, now, it's all good. Now, what car came home with you? 
<laughs> Did you buy a car? No that, cars. No cars. No, on, okay, uh, what truck then? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no the, uh, with the uh, with the way the Canadian U.S. dollar is right now, yeah. it's uh, no time to be that buying down south right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty tough, uh, tough sledding, uh, Cameron. Uh, we can talk to you about so many different facets of racing. Else, I got to say is uh, number one. Awesome to see you back in a race car in Canada. Uh, and, you know, uh, last summer, got a chance to be out and broadcast the RS1 Cup Series from Saskatoon. And I look at the starting lineup and, oh, my God, there is Cameron Haley's name back on a, a, on a starting lineup and in a race car. That was tremendous news. You have been there, done that. Uh, you know, when you, when you look back to the south. And uh, I think back to the Battle at the Beach, the you know Battle at the Beach, the short track race. Man, did you shine like a new dime down there uh, in NASCAR. And that's really where you got your start. Man, you're a Daytona winner. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. My my wife and my kids and I were just watching the uh, the clash at the L.A. Coliseum there right before this interview. And the beating and banging that's going on in there, I said to my wife, I said, she wasn't there at the time, but I said... That is exactly the way that Battle of the Beach looked to a T. That was exactly how it went. And now after watching this, I, I'm i actually amazed I actually came out ahead and actually won that race. It was, uh, It's exciting to watch, but it is not fun as a driver. But, yeah, absolutely, that was uh, really cool. And like you said, I will never uh, make anyone live down the fact that I am a Daytona winner, not – not on the big track, but I'm still a Daytona winner. <laughs> hey, you know what though? When you when you were out there with those K and N cars, those things when you made contact, they actually bent up, so it looked like everybody made contact. With these new cars, they're arcing off each other like like no tomorrow, <laughs> and the cars still look perfectly good. That's no fun at all. They they need to crinkle up. When you guys when you guys were out there, there wasn't a straight panel left on that racetrack, and it was a lot of fun to watch. No, uh, definitely that car at the end of that race uh, did not look the same as it started, that's for sure. <laughs> and when you got into the truck series, of course, you advanced through the different ranks of NASCAR and uh, right up into the Camping World Truck Series. Uh, you raced for iconic teams, and you had great results down there. What was it like you flying around Daytona the first time on not the little track, but the big track? It was uh, It was something that you don't only dream about as a little kid um i mean I, i've been racing ever since i was four years four years old starting a go-kart um like you said working my way up through the ranks and as a young kid you you just dream about it you watch it on tv you have your favorite drivers and you're like man I, i'd love to get there one day and that first lap out at daytona I'd, i'll always i'll always remember that first lap and what it felt like and other than being white knuckled and completely scared to death going that quick on a track and bumper to bumper with fifteen other trucks out there, it was uh it was something that I'll definitely never forget. It was a pretty cool feeling. Now this is an important question to ask, Cameron Haley, for everybody that makes their first lap at Daytona. Did you lift? I don't think I did lift. No? I think I was right in the deep end. I think I went out with uh my teammates Matt Crafton and Johnny Slaughter at the time and I think we went for a drafting session, and uh, yeah, it was, if you're in the middle there, you're not lifting no matter what. No, so I, exactly. I, I don't think I lifted, but uh, that was a little bit ago now. Yeah, it would have definitely got your attention. You wowed all of us, and uh, I know as a Canadian race fan, to have Cameron Haley in one of those trucks, 
Love watching you. Met you when you were 13 and followed you all the way through. But I'll tell you what, uh, it was always exciting to see you down there uh, and to see you in a race. But uh, got to tell you, I was equally as thrilled to see you in a RS1 Cup Series car out in Saskatoon. And then I was fortunate enough to see you at every race after that. You obviously like RS1 competition. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was refreshing. It, that's the easiest way to put it. I obviously spent a lot of time in racing through my life. Um, like you said, talked about K&N and truck and NASCAR in general. And unfortunately, obviously a very cutthroat sport. Um, a lot of uh, financial <laughs> strain uh, with, with different, uh, obviously, uh, finding finances to go do that. And of course, I fell short when I fell out of the truck series and wasn't able to find the, the finances to keep going. But that kind of kept me out of racing for, for five, six, almost seven years until joining the Avion series. And honestly, it was a, a tough pill to swallow. Um, when I finished my last year in the truck series, it was something that I ended up for a good year. I, I didn't watch a cup race. I didn't fall racing. I didn't do anything because it, it was tough. I mean, that's all I ever knew. That's all I knew growing up. And to stop like that cold turkey was a tough thing. Um, so, of course, after couple of years I, I started to get over it and started looking for different opportunities and nothing really materialized other than a late model race here and there uh, then then I got a call from from Avion and Al and, and Trevor Siebert there and uh, they said hey we're we're going to Saskatoon here you have a lot of experience there uh, we'd love to see you out in a the car um, they helped me out to, to get in there and get my feet wet with the rental program there and said sure and it was literally that week the the race was on uh was it Saturday, I believe? Mm-hmm. And uh, that that conversation happened the Monday prior, so <laughs> it was uh, pretty pretty um, pretty last minute, and uh, we put it together uh, real last minute. But super exciting to get in the car there. As soon as I got in the car, I mean, the, the series is so totally different with all the cars being prepared by Avion and everything being heads up, no modifications, no changes. Everyone running the same equipment. It's it just evens up playing field. And when I hopped in that car for the first time in seven years and was competitive to, for a win, that kind of sold me right away. I mean, you don't just do that with your own team. You, it takes lots of money and preparation. And to do that with a car I didn't know and prepared by somebody else, I, I think that speaks for itself. Let me tell you, if you were born in a different era, uh, and, and I'm speaking of the, you know, the Joey Logano era from their back, uh, NASCAR drivers used to be hired for the seat, not have to pay for their ride going in. And I tell you what, Cameron Haley, you have the talent where you would have been hired and you would have been a cup driver today. I have no doubt in my mind watching you all the way through your career. You were one of those guys that uh, if you were just a little bit older you would have been one of those guys at the Coliseum. You would have been watching out a windshield instead of in a TV screen today. But you know what? Things all happen for a reason. Uh, you are a busy guy now at Cabinets by Haley. You are the next level. Your dad's got to be some happy that he's got you as part of the team uh, working the Cabinets by Haley brand. And really, the RS1 Cup Series sort of fits you like a glove today. You haven't got the time to invest in, you know, taking the car and building it and maintaining it and, you know, trucking it all over the place. It's kind of cool when you can say, Al, 
I'm coming. Don't forget to have my ride ready. Is that? Uh, I know I can say it on on you know race time radio, but man, when people hear it from a competitor on what this series is all about, it's got to go on a whole different level. Yeah, and that I mean, you hit the nail on the head there. I I was obviously very busy. Um, now kind of taking over the cabinets by Haley portion of our family owned business. Um, obviously very busy manufacturing some really nice cabinets you can see in the background here. Um, so having lots of fun with that, obviously my wife, I have three kids now, three girls, which is uh, very exciting as well. So yeah, I'm a busy guy. We, we have, uh, camping out in the mountains. Uh, we love mountain biking, snowmobiling, a lot of fun things. And of course I'm an adrenaline junkie, so I never, uh, never quit the racing side of things, but yeah, the, the Avion RS1 series is a perfect fit for me. Um, I, I don't think I'd ever turn down a full-time position <laughs> in the truck series again or Xfinity by any means. But for now, at this point in my life, being busy, having a family, lots of work, um, to have five races a year, maybe six, um, the series is perfect. Having the double headers at each event at a 10 points paying, I guess eight points paying with two throwaways races. Um, it just uh, is five weekends. It's kind of five mini vacations for me and my family to go out and have a lot of fun at them, do the race, have fun doing that, but go home and, and not have to worry about it. You're a month later, you're, you're doing another race. You can go camping in between. You can enjoy life. So absolutely. It's a, it's a perfect fit for me, my lifestyle, my family gets the, uh, the rush of racing, uh, kind of <laughs> back in my blood, which, which I was, I guess, uh, missing for many years after the truck series. So, uh, absolutely. It's a great series. Um, Lots of great competition. Obviously, we saw last year lots of great competition, and I think this year will be no different. Yeah, too cool. I got to just let everybody know. Uh, I was out at Penticton Speedway. Uh, sure enough, Cameron and his dad show up. He's going to drive the 42 car, uh, going to get ready for another race. I happened to catch up with Cameron and his dad in the parking lot, and I said, hey, guys, good good, good to see you here at Penticton. Uh, I said, so what's the deal? What are you you're, you're all lined up for the weekend. Did you fly in? Oh, no, no, no. We drove. I said, oh, yeah, I drove in out of Calgary. Uh, so what? you drove in, you're going to drive home after the race? No, no, we're going to Whistler. I said, Whistler? There ain't no snow here this time. You're not going to go skiing. Nope, we're going to go mountain biking. And I said, what? Mountain biking down Whistler? You guys are crazy. Uh, and you did. You ended up going to Whistler, didn't you? Yeah, we did. We uh, first time at Whistler, kind of a bucket list thing for me as a mountain biker. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was uh, I mean, one of the most fun trips I remember to go racing first to go downhill mountain biking. We went out to Sun Peaks um, outside of Kamloops there and lots of bike parks, lots of racing. I mean, it was just an adrenaline filled week. And it's one of those weeks that you had tons of fun at. But by the time you got home, you called it a vacation, but you almost needed a vacation from the vacation from how much we did. But it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I bet your dad said, oh, hey, sorry, kid, back to work. We got to sell some cabinets so we can go do it again. Uh, yeah. Just great to see you in the series. What is the plan for you this year? Do you have like a full RS1 Cup Series schedule or have you taken it race by race? What's your plan? No, our, my, our plan is to run the, the full five race schedule. Uh, same schedule as last year, so obviously uh, Area 27 to start off with, which is the race I missed last year. I did four out of the five, obviously missed the first race. Um, so planning to do the full schedule, run run for the championship at the end of the year. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's something I'm looking forward to. I, I feel better prepared this year than last year. Obviously, uh, 
hopping in cold turkey after six or seven years out of a race car was difficult. But now having uh, kind of those four races under my belt last year and really getting a feel of the cars, I think uh, this year will uh, be bigger and better. It's a real diverse crowd that you get out there and race against, too. you got guys like Cameron Haley that have got uh, like top-level NASCAR experience behind the wheel. And then you get out there with a guy like me that doesn't have any experience and is really learning his way or her way through. Uh, Cameron, it lends for some pretty wild racing on that racetrack. you got to know when to dip and when to dive, right? Yeah, and honestly, that was the biggest learning curve last year. Of course, coming, I mean, the last racing I knew was professional racing, and, and it was a lot different than coming back to something where it's it's more of like a local Saturday night type show. Um, and like you said, you have that diverse field of everybody who's competitive with me up front to those who are kind of just hopping in a race car. And, of course, that hopping into it for the first time i I got bit a couple times last year uh unfortunately getting uh, wrecked out a couple races by by those slower cars but um it's just part of it and i mean everyone out there doing their own thing and everyone at their own levels and it's i mean it's something at first that i was upset about but obviously realizing now it's just part of kind of what the series is and something that Kind of the quicker guys up front, like myself, have to. Uh, it's it's another challenge to add to the yeah. race, so it's uh, it's all good. Yeah, it's good. Pretty cool. I know you found the wall at Penticton Speedway. I couldn't believe a car would jump that high. I went, Whoa, Cameron, hang on. Uh, but those cars take a pretty good beating, and uh, you know we're still able to. Uh, you know the Avion guys go to work in between races. They got you back out there. Yeah, no, uh, that one they didn't. Oh, not that <laughs> one. <laughs> Penticton, they did. In Saskatoon, they did. And unfortunately, both of those incidents were lap cars and I was leading the race. So that was the, the most upsetting part of it all. But um, absolutely. I mean, the cars are built great. The cars are, are, are awesome to drive. Um, I mean, I, I always compare them. They're kind of a crossbreed between uh, like a heavy K&N type car uh, or ARCA car compared to a super late model, kind of a crossbreed of the two. So Look really lightweight, but still robust enough to kind of beat and bang. So they're they're really nice contrast and handle well, and uh, definitely fun to drive for sure. Now it's going to be awesome to see you back out in a race car, my friend. Uh, going to be a good season, even better now that we know that you're going to be out there. You got any room for sponsorship if somebody wants to jump on that 42 cabinets by Haley Machine? Sure, absolutely. Uh, it's it's always open for. For many years, uh, my family company uh, has obviously helped me out with racing, but uh, by by no means we will never say no. So <laughs> it's uh, it's always open. Obviously, uh, would love to have somebody else on board. Now, straighten me out too. Is it a Chevrolet, a Ford, or a Dodge? What are you going to be in this year? It'll be a Ford this year. Um, obviously, not uh, too much manufacturer support at, at this level of racing, but. Uh, Ford uh, has always been uh, a brand that I admire myself, and uh, I've raced them all. I've been in Chevys, I've been in Toyotas, I've been in Fords, I've been in, I mean, factory-level support in all three of them, and, uh, I mean, never never, never one of them I would ever, uh, ever, I guess, uh, I'd always go back to one of them. They're, they're all three great brands, but, yeah, Ford's going to be on it this year. Awesome stuff. Cameron, been great catching up with you tonight. We're getting close to the top of the hour. We're going to throw the keys back to Sirius XM. <laughs> but uh, thanks so much for jumping in. I genuinely look forward to catching up with you this summer at the RS1 Cup Series races. That pre-race thunder looks pretty cool at Area 27, doesn't it? 
Yeah, I uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make that one this year, uh, but I'll definitely be at that first race at Area 27 and uh, ready to jump on that championship hunt. You betcha. Bud, thanks so much for this. You take it easy. You got back to work. No more sunshine for you. Back to the cold air in Calgary. That's right. That's for sure. Well, thanks for having me, guys. I uh, appreciate it as always. And uh, yeah, look forward to seeing you guys uh, this coming year. Watch for the 42. Cameron Haley, he's going to be tough. He's going to win his share of races this year, Junior. Yeah, for sure. Him and uh, it'll be interesting. You know, Riley uh, Riley won a lot. Oh, he, he did. He, he he was sporty last year, and, and uh, it'll be really interesting to see what Cameron can do. Uh, obviously, a couple of the names like McIntosh and those guys, uh, you know, surfacing up to the front. Uh, uh, it's going to be some good racing up front. Oh, McIntosh, I think uh, Jason White, Both he Sieberts, showed yep. signs. Uh, Trevor Siebert, yep. he only won one race last year. Yeah. Uh, that's a son of heard of. Trevor yep. should have won more. Yep. Uh, Riley, he is going to win a ton of races. Yep. He did last year, won the championship. Uh, going to be interesting. Throw Cameron Haley in there. I know I've been talking to a number of race teams that that I've said to them, guys, you got to look at this RS1. You got off weekends and you want to go have some fun mm-hmm. and really race competitively. Yep. I can see that. I said to Josh Stoddy, I said, that would be a perfect Father's Day gift for you and your dad. Zip out there. Have a race weekend. I said, it would blow your mind. I don't know which. Neither one of us would want to watch the other one. You'd have to both get into a car. Yeah. Yeah. No, it would be cool. Yeah. That would be really neat. Sure would. Uh, so, what do, you, what do you got up this week? You know, I, I uh, with, with two-speed motorsports, we've got... Um, a pile of new products that we're launching. We're, we're busy getting the website fired up and uh, uh, getting everything ready to go for Motorama. Uh, so it's uh, it's you know all all things forward, <laughs> all gears all gears and go. And uh, yeah, it's it's really interesting. It's uh, it's been a whirlwind so far, and and uh, uh, even more to come. Uh, I know we've got uh, uh, probably about twenty five pieces that uh, that nobody has seen that uh, that that two-speed motorsports is going to be able to supply here in Canada. Cool. Um, it's, uh, it's going to be cool. So it's uh, uh, busy with that. And then as well, you know, just keeping, keeping, our, keeping our eye down south. Uh, I know our, the guy who you were just talking about, Josh Stoddy, uh, they're fixing to get married, uh, you know, coming up uh, down in, in Florida. Uh, so uh, congratulations to them. And, and uh, yeah, Josh lots and of, Bailey. Uh, yeah, lots of, of uh, really exciting stuff happening. Um, you know, it's, uh, it'll be interesting. I know all the schedules are out now. So, uh, uh kind of piecing together what I'm going to be doing spotting wise and, and, uh, it, uh, it should be, it should be pretty cool. So well, this week is going to be busy. Yeah, it is. And speed week is just on our doorstep. Everybody, uh, new Smyrna Speedway, have a look at their site, have a look at the updated drivers list. It continues to grow each and every day and will all the way through speed weeks. Volusia County Speedway, Glenn Styers, talking back and forth with Glenn. He's on a snowmobile up in Sudbury uh, just the other day. He's going to be in his dirt car. He's going to be in his asphalt car uh, all down in Florida in the next few days. Lots is happening. Let me tell you who we got coming up next week on the show. The Cup Series director, Brad Moran. He is going to join us next week live on Race Time along with... uh, how about Glenn, Grant Enfinger? We'll talk to a NASCAR Craftsman truck driver getting ready to go for GMS. 
we may we may even have uh, Brett uh, Holmes on the show. He's going to go full time in the truck series in 2023. Uh, we're going to have maybe Brett on the show next week. We got lots to come at you. Uh, our Norm Newman, he is on his way down there uh, to New Smyrna Speedway, going to jump into the deep end with his modified. All of our other competitors from here in Canada will have our eye on all of them as things fire off next Friday night at New Smyrna Speedway. But that's going to do it for us here tonight in the Race Time Radio studio. Got to thank Susie Q right here for getting everything put together. Hope you like the little video clips and stuff in the show. Don't forget to tune in to Race Time Radio on Wednesday. Huge news coming at you. It'll come out Wednesday. Good to see you back in the studio, Junior. And that is going to do it for us tonight here in the Race Time Radio studio. Have a good one, everybody. Be safe and get ready. Speed Week's coming at you. You're listening to Canada Talks. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.